This is Story Quest. Today's story is The Land of Lost Socks. There's a mystical land that you can only access by a secret door, and that secret door is inside the house of Connie. Connie was a kid who did not like things to be odd. Connie liked things to be even, to be the same, and for things to match, preferably all three. When he helped Dad put the washing on the line, Connie made sure every item of clothing was pegged with a matching pair of pegs. Two reds for his school trousers, two blues for Mum's shirts. You get the idea. In fact, he redid the pieces that Dad had pegged because Dad showed scant regard for such an important system and just picked any old peg out of the bag, even mixing a plastic and a wooden one like some sort of maniac. Must you? grumbled Dad. As yet again, Connie plucked an aged yellow peg from the corner of the tea towel Dad put up to replace it with a matching blue one. You might as well do it all yourself. You asked me to help, Connie pointed out. This way of looking at the world seemed to affect lots of things in his life. His best friend was just like him. Stell came from Greece too, and both boys liked video games with fast cars and both boys and both played basketball. His books were arranged on his shelves with the matching colours together, and if he took two potatoes at dinner, even they had to match. It wouldn't be a surprise to learn that Connie couldn't even imagine wearing odd socks. So terrible was the prospect that he sorted his own washing to match them in exact pairs. And this was going to prove to be a problem on the day our story starts. It was one of those days where you could wear your own clothes to school for charity, and the theme was to dress in red. This just about made Connie's year because it gave him an opportunity to not only match his socks, but to match his socks to his trousers, to his shirt, to everything, and everyone at school would match everyone else. (gasps) Heaven. But here's the trouble. Connie could find only one red sock. He frantically searched in his drawer. He looked under the bed and rummaged through the laundry pile, but the other was nowhere to be seen. Check the washing machine, Dad suggested. As he peered inside, the machine appeared to stretch away. The open door gaped like a mouth, and Connie found he could climb in. And as he reached and reached, the outside world disappeared, and he found himself on the other side. He was in a strange, colourful place that definitely wasn't 26 Lancaster Road. What was even more surprising is that this world seemed to be populated with strange, small beings working in pairs, sitting and chatting going about their business. Socks! he exclaimed. A spotty sock bouncing past stopped and laughed as much as a sock can laugh. You'll have to imagine what that looked like. What do you expect? said Spotty. This is the land of the lost socks. Looking for someone in particular? Someone? A sock, presumably. I mean, if you're looking for something else, you're going to be out of luck. There's all socks here, I say. Connie felt a little strange having a conversation with a sock, and he wondered if he'd banged his head on the washing machine door. Hmm, perhaps this was all a lovely dream. He didn't feel like it was a dream, and he did want his sock. I'm looking for a red one. It's wear red for charity day. Everything's got to match. Come on then, mate. Let's take a look around. They walked along the path, passing other socks in twos and threes. None of them matched, of course. There were so many colours and patterns, they seemed very cheerful. Spotty pointed at a group of grey socks, lounging and chatting on the grass. Hardly call those ones odd at all, really. They're all grey socks. 
Spotty seemed a bit sniffing, almost as if it was better to be odd. Connie scrutinised the grey socks and had to disagree. Yes, but that one is shorter than that one. And look, those are lighter than the others. There aren't any matching pairs there. Or oh, not that I put on my feet. How oh, choosy are we? I don't see it makes any difference. They seem happy enough. Of course, they've not been here that long. Like me. Spotty seemed to slump a little on his heel. Choosy are we? I don't see it makes any difference. They seem happy enough. Of course, they've not been here long. Not like me. Spotty seemed to slump a little on his heel. When were you lost? Do you miss being a matching pair? Oh, must be years now. And no, we had nothing much in common. Well, other than... Spotty waved his toe seam at his spots. It would be nice to be on a foot again, I won't lie. But it's been so long, my match must have been thrown away But now. Come on, let's see if we can find that red chap. Connie and Spot walked through this strange land, pleasant enough with lovely parks where a little frilly baby sock bounced around under the watch of a white knee sock and some mismatched football socks were having a kick about with a ball of lint. Look! shouted Spotty. Connie caught a glimpse of red. A sun-dappled wood was ahead. They ran into the shade. The red sock was scampering through piles of fallen leaves, stopping every now and then to inspect a flower. Oi! Red! shouted Spotty. Red turned, appeared to be squinting, and then obviously had made his mind up, as he bounced happily to Connie and practically jumped into his hand. Spotty gave a satisfied wriggle. There you go! Best dead home, then! Don't want to be late for the most matching day of the year! Connie turned to go, but then stopped. He had an idea. Why don't you come too, Spotty? What? And sit in your drawer, never to be worn? Oh, I know what you're like. What sort of life would that be for a sock? Connie felt sad. It also occurred to him that the world was a good deal more complicated than he had realised. After all, he hadn't known there was a whole land full of odd socks. If that was possible, then perhaps anything was. Perhaps. What if I said I would wear you? Sometimes. Maybe on Sundays. Spotty jumped in glee. Oh, you do that for me? I'd be on a foot again? Mm, what size are you, though? Spotty peered at Connie's feet. Oh, phew. Uh, yeah, I think I might just fit that one. Well, you did help me, Connie said. I owe you one. <laughs> one foot, anyway. Oh, tremendous. We'll have so much fun. And Spotty bounded happily into Connie's hand and curled up with the red. In the blink of an eye, Connie was back in front of the washing machine with the socks in his hand. Dad poked his head around the door. Success? Better hurry up then. Spotty would not get his debut on that day. Aside from Connie's own feelings, it was the actual rules to wear red, and who knows what would happen to all that charity money if he broke them. Connie's dad was, however, as you can imagine, thoroughly perplexed when Sunday morning came and Connie padded down the stairs for breakfast with a white sock on his left foot and what appeared to be a spotty sock on his right. Are you ill? Dad asked, glancing in a very puzzled way at Connie's feet. Connie shrugged. No big deal. But it was. Thanks to Spotty, Connie began to see that maybe the world was too complicated for everything to be the same all the time and that there were more important things in life than matching socks. And though Spotty didn't talk anymore, as Connie ran out to play basketball with Stell, he felt certain there was an extra spring in his step. Got an idea for a story? Tell us the title at funkidslive.com forward slash story quest, and we could bring your story to life. For a new story each week, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode.